What's up, everybody? How are ya? Hope you're well. I hope everything's good where you're at. Welcome to the Cape Breton Golf Podcast. My name is Kyle. Just up and running in my new studio setup. Well, I shouldn't really call it a studio setup. My new podcasting setup. Kind of learning on the fly as I go here. But feel good about it. I got myself a new microphone. Hopefully the sound is alright. I'm going to be tweaking it a little bit later. Time now is 7.04 a.m. in the morning here in Cape Breton. It is a cold minus 18 outside. Inside, get a cup of coffee. Let's go over my notes from the past uh, week of golf, the century. Where Cam Smith lit it up with minus 34. Really wish I would have taken him in the draft eventually, but kind of fumbled the bag on that one. But overall, had a good week in my draft setup. So looking forward to the Sony Open Hawaii at the Wile Country Club. That's going to be exciting. The par 70, 7,044-yard course. Defending champ Kevin Nas in the field. Last week's champ Cam Smith's in the field. A couple of big notable guys are out as well, which is kind of disappointing. Some big names. We're going to get to that in a little bit. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my week here on the island in Cape Breton. We had a winter storm warning last week, and it kind of set up the highlands for some uh, crazy snowmobiling me and my brother hooked the sleds up, hooked the trailer up, and uh, met up, got the sleds up there, and had quite a run. Put on over 85 miles, just a few hours in the afternoon. It was a lot of fun. I'm going to talk a little bit about that, too. So, we're going to go over the Sentry, we're going to go over the Sony, and we're going to go over some snowmobiling. All that and a little bit more on the Cape Breton Golf Podcast. So yeah, we're uh, headed to the Cape Breton Highlands for the first time this season. Uh, it was really nice to get up there. It was on Sunday morning, more like Sunday late morning into the afternoon. Uh, just a crazy beautiful day. If, you, if you've never, folks, if you've never been to Cape Breton, you've never been to the Cape Breton Highlands, uh, you just go Google it right now and you'll see what I'm talking about, snowmobiling up here. Uh, not only the snowmobiling, but the, the Cabot Trail itself, uh, and a portion of our drive on our way up there, you, uh, we, so where we go to unload the sleds, we take the same drive that everybody would take, uh, on their way to the Cabot Trail, um, through, uh, through the Bedak area, and it's just, uh, it, it's, it's, it, it, same as the golf courses, like, I forget how beautiful it is where I live all the time. Um, and I do my best to not take it for granted for sure because cause it's powerful. Like we pulled into this parking lot there at the rifle range in Bedeck and there was vehicles and people there from across the province. Um, Bridgewater, Lunenburg, uh, Chester. There was just to name a few of the guys we were talking to. Um, they were there. They drove all the way up. They're staying at a little cottage up here. 
and they're snowmobiling, right? And like, uh, we're so fortunate, like myself and my family and us who live here that like, there's sure there's some things that Cape Breton does not have, but there's a whole lot that it does have. Uh, and that is one of them. So if you're, if you're into snowmobiling and you're into that kind of outdoor lifestyle stuff, I mean, this is a giant playground <laughs> for people like me who, who, who love that stuff. So we unloaded and we put on, uh, it was just over 85 miles in, in the afternoon. And we got home before dark too, which was, which is key when it's, uh, it wasn't a very nice day. There was a, there was a winter storm warning all week, weekend. So we got, uh, we got our snowmobiling in when we could before it got, you know, too rough outside. But anyway, it was an incredible time. Uh, like I said, if you've never experienced it or know what I'm talking about, head on to the internet, onto the Facebook or the Google, or even check out my Instagram. I've got different videos and clips of that stuff on there. Uh, just outstanding. Um, it was cold though. It was cold that day. Not as cold, not as cold as it is today. Here in Cape Breton today, it's something like minus 15, minus 16. Uh, it was a little bit milder than that, but still in all, very cold standing on the back of a snowmobile when the wind is uh, howling in your face. Uh, we made it all the way up to Cape Clear. That was our that was our destination. Most times when you go to the Highlands, that's uh, that's kind of where everybody goes. So these people from Bridgewater and Chester and New Minus and Halifax and all over the place. They all, or, or even the other side, Sydney and, and Shetty Camp, they all come to Cape Clear, which is just this giant look off. And you look out over the uh, Marguerite River Valley system. It's a Canadian Heritage River system or something like that. And um, it's just wow. It's just a wow factor, right? Like you just, it's a perspective thing and for some people I'm sure it's life changing I'm sure because um like I said I've seen it you know every year I've seen it a dozen times a year but for some people it's a once in a lifetime thing when they're here on a vacation and they get out there to look and they see it and you can see the mountains and you can see the uh the Cape Breton Highlands extending basically as far as you can physically see you know, and you're standing on the edge of this little bluff or this little cliff. And it's genuinely, like, very wild. Like, there's no railing. There's no, there's nothing there to protect you. There's a sign. There's a plaque on a stick that says, you know, a little a little piece about the Marguerite uh, Heritage River system. But that's about it. There's no do not this or there's no protection that. It's... Very old-fashioned Cape Breton tourism, you know. It was like, hey, here it is. If you know somebody, you can go there. But, uh, fucking be careful. <laughs> Basically. But anyway, uh, what a crazy good time it was. Uh, as always, on the sleds with the brother. Um, he's a little bit crazier than I am. Um, kind of hard to keep up with sometimes. But, uh, but I manage. I manage my best. Uh, yeah, we made it back. And I was, uh, I gotta say, uh, Sore the next day is the is an understatement. You find all sorts of muscles, just like golf. It's just like golf too. You know, you get out on that first game on the course, you come back the next day, and 
you find all those little muscles you didn't know you had, you know, that were hiding away in your back and your shoulders. And the same thing for that, you know, standing on that machine for four hours and that vibrations, your, your back and your shoulders and your arms, they, they definitely feel it, feel it the next day for sure. But anyway, what a great, what a great weekend. What a great time. Anyway, a little more golf talk coming up. So pretty excited for the Sony Open this week. Uh, last week at the Century, kind of a blowout with Cam Smith, John Rahm running away with everything. Um, if you didn't have those guys in your lineups, you were kind of you were kind of lost because they made so many birdies that anybody who took any of those guys, even though John Rahm had a very low ownership percentage, uh, if you had either of those guys in your in your draft, you were looking all right. Uh, a couple of mine were hits, a couple of mine were misses uh, overall. Uh, I'll be posting more about that a little bit later on the Instagram. Focusing now forward on the Sony Open, um, of course, Cam Smith is leading our DraftKings values at $11,000. Important to note, Bryson DeChambeau is out this week. He will not be playing due to wrist soreness. Uh, that isn't, that is a very important piece of information actually, because I right away was thinking about Bryson this week. He kind of had an iffy off week last week, but with a strength of field that we have this week, I was feeling he would stand out quite well. Um, a lot of mixed players here, a lot of corn fairy guys here. Uh, a lot of guys, like when you come out of a field that we just came out of at the century, it really does uh, offer a stark contrast when you start to see the when there's a hundred players in the field and it's a cut event. Um, you really see who who's who, right? So, having said that, going through the lineups, one guy that's really playing strong lately that I think is due for a win, and that I'm putting my money on this week. Um, he shot a four hundred sixty nine in the final round on Sunday last week. Uh, he was 6th in strokes gained off the tee, 12th in stroke gain in putting, and tied for 8th in greens and regulation. It's uh, Sung J.M. 105 fantasy points per game average at this point. Uh, he has three top 10s. He played, like, really, really well last week. He finished with a, what did he have... Uh, 24 under par. I mean, he shot a 69 on Sunday, but maybe it was hard to stay so focused when you knew how lights out everybody else was playing ahead of you. Um, so my I'm putting a little bit towards Sungjae this week. Um, everybody, uh, Webb Simpson's in the field this coming week, but he hasn't been on the greens in a little while. Hideki is kind of hit or miss. Last week, Hideki, when he was coming down the stretch, uh, he shot his 69-65, 68-69. He was 21 under par. Um, I feel a little stronger for Sung Jae. Uh, it was between him or Hideki. The reason I mentioned Hideki next is because after Cam Smith at the top of the salary list, it is Bryson at 10-8 and then Hideki at 10-6. Webb at 10-5, Mark Leishman at 10, Kevin Na at 9-9. So I've got Sung Jae in at 10-3. He fits 
perfectly between Mark Leishman and Webb Simpson, and that is going to be my number one pick. Next, coming off that, a guy also last week who was playing really, really well that I feel that he's going to carry it right through um, is more of a veteran of the game, uh, is Kevin Kisner. He jumped T8th after shooting a 65 on Sunday. Uh, he had a pretty bad week driving the ball last week. He lost something like three and a half shots off the tee. Uh, but putting, he absolutely crushed it. And I think that that's going to be big this week. I think that this course is a lot, is shorter. Uh, we went down, uh, several hundred yards. We went down three strokes on the overall, uh, score to par. So with a par 77,000 yard course in the strength of field we have here and Kevin Kivsner's playing hot for $8,900, I think he's a great bet in your fantasy draft. Another guy who was playing good on the weekend past that I think is going to carry it through uh, is Cam Davis. Uh, He ended the week last week in 10th. Uh, He shot a 7-under on Sunday. Uh, That was his first ever century appearance, obviously. He was a first-time winner there. Uh, With two Eagles, 24 birds that week, uh, he was 7th in stroke gained off the tee. Uh, He was 10th in uh, tee to green stats. I really think he's going to keep it moving. His fantasy points aren't the strongest on paper, but if you watched the round itself, you'd know that Cam is looking fairly good. Um, So I'm feeling really good about this. Next, I have... uh, This is another guy who was playing really well last week. On top of Sung Jae and on top of Kisner, uh, I'm looking at Billy Horschel. Uh, he shot a 66 on Sunday also, uh, with six birdies and an eagle on Sunday. Uh, he was seventh in stroke gain in putting throughout the week. He did pretty well around the green as well. Uh, kind of always looking for Billy to do well, but he just seems to always just miss out. He was the BG, uh, obviously he was the, uh, BMW PGA championship winner, uh, but since then, hasn't really been playing with all that much conviction. Shooting some solid rounds, like a 64 in the opening round at Mayakoba. Uh, and then his 66 here at the Sunday of the century. Um, I think the price for Billy, with an average of 87 fantasy points per game coming in, I think that's a great price for Billy there um, to go along with Davis Kisner and Sung J.M., uh, Cam Davis, I think that's massive, uh, massive price value there for the money also. So moving down, there's our, I got my first four, it's Sung Jay Kisner, Horschel, and Davis. Two a little more ringer style picks down the list. Uh, I've got myself looking at Chad Ramey. Um, missed two cuts at the Hewlett Packard and the RSM Classic. Um, came T14 at the Shriners Children's Open, T17 at the Butterfield Bermuda Championship, 49 events, 43 cuts made, 11 top 10s, round average of around 68.9, 80 fantasy points per game at a price of $7,100. That's extremely good. The other bonus I got about a little nugget I got about Chad Ramey is he leads the league in putting 
from three and four feet. He is first in three and four foot putts uh, per make percent, and that is a with attempts. It was over 140 attempts. So, if Chad can get on the green this week in this type of field and play well, I really feel that's a real strong bet for your team. Uh, so that's Chad Ramey at. 7100 bucks, And last to round out your six-man fantasy draft squad this week for the Sony Open in Hawaii, I've got K.H. Lee from South Korea. Now, he put down six birdies in each of his last Saturday and Sunday rounds at the plantation course. Not the greatest strokes gain tee to green stat or putting. But you know what? For the value of 7,000 and for some of the other stats around his driving accuracy, which will be valued this week, I feel strongly about KH Lee. He's been in the top 25 at the Shriners, top 25 in the Zoso, but he's just outside the top 50 in the FedEx Cup standings. I don't think that's going to last forever. Cage Lee's always on the doorstep. Didn't even start that strong at the century, really. Uh, it was a uh, 72, 71, 69, and then the 67 on the round four. I think that that's going to carry through because these courses are just similar enough, I think, that anybody like him might be able to maintain their their flow of... of uh, of solid play and carry it through. And that's kind of the theme I have going for this week. A guy like Kisner, a guy like Horschel, a guy like Sungjae. Um, do I feel odd about not taking a Webb Simpson or a Corey Connors this week? Yes. Um, but in the fantasy draft, it's very hard to more or less mathematically <laughs> take everybody. So you have to make a good balance of your players, you know? So I've got a, I've got a 10 K level guy. I've got a three eights and I've got two sevens here, you know? So we've got decent rounds, uh, or fantasy points values per player. We have decent amount of top tens, our salary values. I've used up every dollar I could this week. Um, so, we're just going to go with that one. So Sung JM, Kevin Kisner, Billy Horschel, Cam Davis, Chad Ramey, and KH Lee will be our lineup for the Hawaii Open, the Sony Open in Hawaii. But we're going to see what happens. Once again, folks, I just want to thank you for tuning in and listening along this week. Appreciate the likes and the follows and the uh, support online. I'm having a lot of fun with this project. So good luck this weekend in your Sony Open picks. Hope that little bit of insight does something for you. If anything, maybe steer you away from some ideas. Um, And as always... Have fun out there, and uh, we'll see you next week.